Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to Speak Free with Maddie G, the podcast that celebrates free speech, truth, and open discussion. Hello and welcome to Speak Free with Matty G, episode 27. I'm joined here today by a good mate of mine, Ricky Gorsi. Um, obviously, we've had you on before, yep. uh, so welcome back to the Speak Free studio. Um, but we're going to be talking about, uh, I guess, the next phase of your career, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, you're a mindset and lifestyle coach yep. um, officially now. I know you've been working on it for, for a long time, so um, it's good to see you reaching that goal. And, um, and obviously, with that comes the creation of RBG Coaching, um, your new business venture um, and an extension of, of that RVG brand yeah. um, that everyone in the Hawkesbury knows and loves. <laughs> um, so we'll be, yeah, we'll be covering that. Um, and we're also going to be covering about obviously why, why you do it um, and what the, the drive is with, with helping others um, and what, what you get out of that. Um, and then, yeah, obviously talking about the RVG brand and, and where you want to take it as well. Um, now, obviously, we uh, we did our podcast over a year ago. Now you're my second second guest. Been a while now, yeah. Um, looking back on that episode, if anyone wants to go watch it, um, fuck me, mate. I <laughs> the setup is shit. <laughs> humble beginnings. The humble camera, beginnings. yeah, the camera was way too high. I don't know what angle I was going for there. Um, but yeah, but and I thought I was a bit of an awkward cunt to be honest. But um, but you know, we're here. We're here. We're that's growing. Amazing. We're growing, and that's what it's all about. Um, now, tell me about obviously how long have you wanted to do RBG coaching for, or just coaching in, in general? Yeah. Um, okay. So I've been into self development and like that whole sort of scene literally for as long as I can remember. Like, I've been like training since I was honestly like ten years old. Like it started with boxing, and then it transitioned into weight training, and then. Um, obviously the weight training sort of helped me start to tap into the mindset side of things. Like you build that mental resilience and all that sort of thing. Um, and then from there, like I've just always been into self-development and then a few probably, oh, I was into books when I was younger. And then I sort of, when I, um, did my carpentry apprenticeship, I sort of came out of that. And then I got back into books because I was suffering with, um, I was suffering with some personal issues and I didn't really see a way out. So I read a book on this specific issue um, and the book really helped me. And then the book recommended another book and I was like, oh, I'll read that book too. And that was The Power of Now. I spoke a lot about that in the last podcast. Yeah. And then from there, it's just been like book, 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 like quite literally um, reading books all the time now. I'm mass, like genuinely a big advocate of reading. Um, yeah, but the whole self-development thing sort of, it's it stemmed from the physical development and it just went into every other element like in all honesty it started with physical then it went into like mental with the reading and then spiritual and then I just started to get into like emotional intelligence and once I started getting into the psychology side of things which I found extremely interesting that just took me down a rabbit hole of like intense learning I found the more I learned the better my life experience became so that was sort of the driving force behind my um the drive to learn. I just, I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm like everything. Like when I, you know, I learn about healing and I learn about trauma and I learn about, um, 
developing a healthy relationship to your thoughts and emotions and all this stuff. And the more I learned, the happier and happier I became. I was just like, this, like, I didn't actually even think this was possible. I didn't realize that you could actually feel this good, like, all the time. And I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I don't have bad days. I definitely do. But I'm just in such a better place than I was in comparison to when I was younger. And I actually never thought that this was possible. So that's been the sort of like why I got into it and what's the driving force towards me to continue learning. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to, to see it. Like since probably since our podcast, I've, I've done quite a bit of, of reading um, on different things too. What I found is <laughs> when you're, you understand more about the psychology of, of humans and how they behave and the reasons for them doing a certain thing, um, I found it creates such a deeper understanding. Um, you know, so many people I find we get into an argument with someone or whatever it may be, or something will happen within their relationship or their friendship or whatever, or family. Mm. And it, it creates this huge blow up and this huge fucking, and it becomes like the end of the world sort yeah. of thing for them. Um, but I feel like when you really break it down and start to understand why the fuck they're like that, oh, bro. um, it creates like you, it's like, you can't be angry at someone in, for long enough. You know all, what I mean? Like it can really fuck you over. And exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, in, in all honesty, I, um, I started to like, there have been a few people in the, um, you know, past few years who've done me wrong, done a few things towards me. Um, and like the old rookie before I knew this stuff would probably blow up and be like, why are they doing this and fucking have that like just victim mentality? Like they're such a bad person, whatever. But now I understand, like I've developed a lot of um, empathy towards individuals because I understand human nature on a deeper level. As you said, yeah. when someone, for example, if someone does something to me and they are like trying to tear me down or say stuff about me or whatever, I understand that that's just a projection of their internal state. And so instead of being like reacting towards them, and like mirroring their hatred and shit, I'm just sort of like, listen, like, you know, whoever it is, I understand you're probably experiencing this. And so I'm not going to react like that. I'm actually going to be like, are you okay? Like, do you, like, if you, if you actually need help, I'm here for you. I actually, um, I'm a big advocate for the way that we should respond to hate in other people is with love. I think that's the antidote. I don't think there's any fucking reason that we should respond to hate with hate. It doesn't do anything. Like if you have two people who say, you're an arsehole. No, you're an arsehole. No, you're an arsehole. It's just no one wins. It's just that that's not how you um, resolve arguments or anything. I think you just, you know, let them, you know, say whatever they need to say. In all, in all honesty, sometimes I just let people um, say whatever the fuck they want to say because I know it's a means of them projecting. And projecting is a... It's not, it's, it's not a healing method that I recommend, but I understand that it is releasing that sort of um, emotions within them. It's sort of, it's, it's not even really their fault at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've started to look a lot more inward too um, when it comes to, I guess, problems I've had with individuals. Um, and I've kind of figured out like with, with that viewpoint of like, I'm not just going to be angry at these kind like, mm. obviously I've done something as well. You mm. know, yep, no one's perfect. Yeah. Um, and I think realizing that you're also, <laughs> you know, not a problem, but that you've also done shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and have, you know, I, I think it, yeah, I, I'm probably at a place now where I really deeply understand why things happen the way they do in terms of that sort of thing, whether yeah, yeah. it's relationships, friendship, whatever. Um, but yeah. And, and because of that, it's, it's sometimes hard when people aren't also on that level, they just see it very black and white and yeah. it becomes 
a little bit frustrating. Do you find it becomes frustrating at all when people, I guess, aren't as empathetic as you when it comes to... I think um, in the past, I definitely had a tendency to sort of expect myself from others. Um, and that's something that I've really worked on and just started to see people as they are in comparison to being like, you know, example sake, purely example. But if I was like, oh, you know, I wish, um, I wish Matty G was more spiritual and in touch with this stuff, you know, when in reality, that's, that is, that is completely irrational. You shouldn't have to be a certain way for me to like you. I shouldn't expect you to be anything like me. It's just see people how they are, accept them as they are. And just work with how they are. It's to, you know, to expect someone to be on the same level as you in an aspect of yourself that you've put a lot of work into is completely illogical. It's yeah. like, how can you expect that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I must say, like, I've probably uh, I've probably been guilty of, of that myself. Um, expecting, I, I, I think the expectation or the idea of someone sometimes outweighs who they actually are in my head. Oh, you know what I mean? Mental models. And uh, yeah, and it, and it happens and it's normal. I think yeah. it's a normal thing to, to think of someone. But I think, yeah, now probably with a few things that have happened in my life the past probably I'd say 12, 18 months, I've really gotten to a place now where I just I just reciprocate energy now mm. and that's it. Like, yeah. like, yeah, if someone doesn't want to fucking hang out. Cool, bro. I'll yeah, go yeah. do something else, cunt. Like, Definitely. I'm not going to get fucking mad about it. Or if, like, you know, they do a certain thing that I don't agree with them doing, not with them doing, but I wouldn't do myself. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't now think they're a fucking shit cunt for doing that. I'm mm. like, oh, well, that's their thing. You that's do cool. you, yeah. Yeah, I, you do you. This is, that's, it's funny you mention that. Coming into the coaching industry and with my, like, nature, I genuinely, I, like, you know me on a personal level. You know how much I want to help people. And you experienced the other day how, um, Sometimes when you try and help people who don't uh, necessarily want the help, it can come across as a little bit um, pushy. So I'm like what I've been working on lately and this sort of realisation I've come to is you can only help people who actually want to be helped. Yeah. You cannot help someone who doesn't want it. And even though you can clearly see like that they can do a certain thing or a certain few things that will drastically improve their life, or even if you see a version of them that they don't yet see, uh, like... I think as a friend, it's it is it is your place to sort of help them see that, but you can only push so far. Yeah, because you get to a point where they're like, like get off my back. I don't want your help. You yeah, know? and that creates hostility. Mm. Um, yeah, I do agree there. Like, I think uh, you know, addiction is a big one for me um, when it comes to needing help. Um, everyone I know who struggled with either drug use or gambling or alcohol or whatever the fuck it may mm. be, their vice, um, they, no matter what anyone said to them, they will not change until they know they need to change. Yeah, yeah. Right? Until they really fucking know they need to change, 100%. right? And usually it's 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 either when it's too late or it's at a breaking fucking point. Yeah. Um, which sucks that it happens that way, but that's that's just the reality when it comes to, you know, you know, the fucking dark side of addiction um, with other things, obviously, mm. you know, some people are just lazy cunts um, <laughs> with, with addiction. We will, sorry to cut you off. We will get deeper in this a bit later, but I, addiction is a topic that I'm heavily interested in. Um, and I've experienced a little bit with addiction in the past with certain things, not drugs or alcohol. Um, but I just think that one of the main things that um, causes addiction is 
sort of escapism from our own internal things. A lot of a lot of people have like trauma and emotions from certain events that have happened, and they just they don't they like they'll do anything but feel it. They'll do anything but heal themselves, you know. And it's, it's it is honestly Hawksbury culture, um, especially in men, which is quite literally why I want to work with men. Like I'm I'm going to work with all demographics, obviously, but I want to target men. And all genders. Yeah, all, all, all genders. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, because like in, in the culture, especially among men, like what happens in the Hawkesbury, say a guy breaks up with a long-term girlfriend, what do his mates usually say to him when he's feeling like absolutely like shit? Let's, let's go say, get on the piss. Let's get on the piss. Let's go over a fucking bag. You yeah. know, let's do this. And they're like, oh yeah, like fucking oath, like harden up, bro. You'll be right. No, they fucking won't. That's the fucking. That's one of the reasons why male suicide's so fucking high. Yeah, and that's like honestly that whole thing of like men and and women, obviously not being able to reach out to anyone and thinking escapism is the only way to get out of this bullshit, to get out of like to heal from this stuff. That's one of the main driving factors for starting RVG coaching. I want people to have a platform, to have a person, a company, because it's going to expand later to go to where they can actually heal this stuff and they don't need to resort to all this bullshit. And I'll be straight up. Um, I mean, obviously I've talked about it a bit on here um, and people who know me <laughs> fucking know me. Um, I've escaped with, with drugs and alcohol plenty of times. Mm. Um, more so drugs and alcohol. I mean, I was pretty bad on the drink when I moved down to Wollongong um, only because I didn't have a hookup for drugs. There, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I'm uh, yeah. I just wanted to make that clear, so I'm not like sitting here being like, oh, yeah, yeah, fucking know that, oh, because I'm no better. Um, but I do understand the reality of it, rather than, um, you know, there was a good quote, and I'm not I'm not fucking you know saying go and do drugs, um, but there was a good quote I read um, that talked about sort of. When you're experimenting with drugs and that, not not saying, you know, Ricky's not for drugs. Just <laughs> want to put that out there. Um, Ricky's, yeah, Ricky doesn't touch that shit. Um, but I did read something, and, and the reality is most people are going to try drugs. You know, mm. a lot of people are going to try drugs, yeah. you know, in their adolescence and early 20s and whatnot. And it said, um, never use drugs to make a bad time good. Facts, yeah. If you do it, make sure it's making a good time great. Yeah, yeah, go in, like, I'm not advocating drugs for the fucking, for the record, but, like, yeah, exactly. Don't use it as escapism. Yeah. Yeah, 100. And I think I've done that, yeah, a fair bit. I've done, you know, there's been plenty of times where I've just been, I've been really happy and it's just been an added thing, an added bonus, you know, whether yeah. I'll be at a festival or whatever the fuck. Um, but there's been many a time where I've used it too to escape a certain thing or I've gone through a certain period of my life and it's gotten worse during that period because of something I'm going through. And um, and it just makes shit, like, honestly, like, it'll make shit a hundred times worse. Like, obviously, the high is high, but the low is fucking low. Yeah. And, like, there's always a come down. Always a come down. And, and, then, yeah. and then you need it again. You build the dependency of, like, fuck, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not a good place to be in. It's definitely not. I think when I've been my most happiest is when I've probably had a big break from all that mm. but i mean fuck me can't stop addicted to the shindig <laughs> as red hot chili pepper said um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, um with, no. with with the whole escapism thing like i've definitely experienced that as well as i as i mentioned in one of the posts on rvg coaching i will never i'm never going to coach people on things that i haven't personally experienced like on the troubles that i'm coaching people on 
I have experienced in one form or another because I think you need to have some, you need to be able to understand things on an experiential level and understand where, how, what they're feeling and where they're coming from. Yeah. So when I was going through the stuff that I was going through, I was massive on escapism and I didn't even notice this in the moment because I thought I was, you know, doing good and all this stuff. My form of escapism as, you know, as vanilla as this may sound, it was just, um, consuming content it was all really good content i was reading a ton of books i was always listening to a podcast like always in my house Perfectly was, speak through with Maddie J. yeah, <laughs> yeah lad. no i was always listening to a pod like there's always something in my house that was stimulating me yeah and then someone mentioned it to me and they said your house is never quiet like you always have something going on and i said true and then i was like i was like sort of got a little bit uh, introspective with myself and i was like why is that? And I was like, and then I, you know, I started turning the podcast off and stuff on. And I started, this is before I started meditating. And I sat down with myself and I was like, there's a lot of stuff I need to deal with here. Like there is a lot of stuff. And yeah. so I realized unconsciously I was um, escaping. I was getting, trying to get away from this shit. I think that's, um, it's interesting you say that about content because I think I did that a lot you know, looking back now. And I kind of only have had this perspective maybe the last couple months. Um, still hold all the views, so don't think I'm fucking changing up on you, guys. Um, but I think last year during lockdown and all the fucking unnecessary bullshit mm. from the government and feeling really fucking alone at the time, yeah. like really alone. I knew there were people out there that agreed with me, yeah. but I knew there were a fucking lot of people who didn't well, as well. You know what? Just on that topic, there were, I think, um, a lot of people who would have agreed with you with the whole, um, you know, um, Fuck the uh, government. Yeah, yeah, um, that movement. Let's call it that. Um, but, uh, but people are scared to speak out. Yes. That's the thing. Because if you speak out, oh, no, you know you're going to get shunned. A lot exactly. of people care what other people think too much. 100%. And, you know, and the biggest thing for me probably with that, but we'll, we'll just get back to escapism with content in mm. a second, but biggest thing for me with that was seeing how many people were rooting for me or, like, privately messaging me um, – two days out from me going to that protest, mm. right? That protest. Yeah, you all know the fucking protest. Um, and I put up a photo of like a sign I made which said it is not selfish to fight for freedom, which I fucking stand by 100%. So if you disagree, get fucked. Mm. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I put that up and there was a lot of comments, like a lot of messages going, fucking oath, like give them hell, like fucking But like, where's it. that energy on the post? And then... That's what I'm And thinking. then, yeah, and then... But once I put it up and I was putting stories up when I was there on the day, mm. um, thinking this is awesome, like people are going to be like, wow, can't this mm. is fucking mad oath. And then I realised the mainstream media, how twisted those cunts are um, and how much they twisted the narrative and made everyone, and, and you know, credit to them, fucking powerful, powerful motherfuckers. Brainwashing motherfuckers. And, and, and what I realised is the majority of people in this country are fucking morons. Um because they are so easily manipulated and mm. it's not their fault. Exactly. That's it's where the empathy comes in been, with this of like the media ha literally has a, like, I don't know how many fucking people are in there, but they have a massive team of professionals that are like, literally their profession is to brainwash you. Yeah. You know, and to instill things in your subconscious mind that make you think a certain way. They, they are masters at this shit. Yeah. So you can't even sort of be like, and if someone agrees. And you know what? And I've been, I've been victim to it too. I, I'm not like hating on anyone, you know, fucking morons but that was probably shouldn't have said that um not everyone's a moron but there was a lot last year right mm. um but what you know if i wasn't there seeing what was actually happening there's a good chance probably not because i was full anti that but if it was another issue that i didn't care strongly about mm. there's a good chance i would be 
fucking livid at those protesters as yeah, well. Yeah. Because you know? the um because of the little fucking five second clips they show on the media, which are all manufactured anyway. Stories they portray. Yeah. You know, I saw Seven News talking with police that day. Mm. They they talk to them. They explain what they're going to do, and they're saying we need a photo here. We're going to go pepper spray that guy and see his reaction once he punch once he pushes the cop. That's where you need the photo. Really? Just him pushing the cop. Things like that. Like it happens all the time. You <laughs> wouldn't believe how corrupt New South Wales police are. Mm. Come sue me. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but it's like I saw it with my own eyes. So like anyone who's like, oh yeah, whatever. Can't. But literally, I saw that happen there multiple, multiple times throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and people who were in groups I'm with were right near where that horse thing happened. Mm. And that was all manufactured as well, like mm. all planned. And they, they ruined that guy's life yeah. until it went through the courts now. And he is innocent. Yeah. Um, want to put that out there. And I hope he sues the fuck out of every mainstream media there is. Mm. Um, but yeah, what it's, but anyway, back to, uh, escapism from content. Um, I think I was consuming because especially after that happened mm. and I was coming back and I thought, you know, I thought everyone was like finally starting to get on, you know, wake up and see yeah. what I could see and, and, um, and, you know, sort of, or at least open their minds to questioning what mm. was going on. That all got taken away Yeah, in that day, like all got taken away. I think I lost about 330 followers on Instagram. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like huge amount. And for me, like, mm. um, and you know, imagine if I was like, you know, someone famous, they'd probably lose like yeah, yeah. 5,000, 10,000 yeah. in that day. Um, but then coming back to that, I felt, because I felt so fucking alone, other than the people who were there with me mm. at the protest, I I went next level fucking watching everything, reading everything. Mm. And a lot of it wasn't true. Yeah, yeah. But I would consume it anyway. And it's big on what you like, what you focus on, man. It's fucking vital in all honesty. Like yeah. if you're focusing on like the news and all this shit and all that stuff every single day, it actually like, like that all that shit will manifest in your life in more ways than you can imagine. Yeah. The thoughts in your head, the emotions in your body, the the, the behavior that you do because you've been consuming the shit, it's, it's much deeper than people think. Yeah. I was actually having a conversation to a mate um, at l- last weekend about it and I was saying when it first started and I started posting about it, um, I, I literally felt like I had to save the world, right? Mm. Like I felt like the world, the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Like mm. people, I need to wake everyone up. Yeah. Now I'm not like that. And I'm really like, I'm a lot more chilled now. Like I still have those views. I'm still strong in them, mm. but I realized that I can't change anyone's fucking opinion. Exactly. You know, all I can do is present information, you know. It comes back to, you can't help people that don't want to be helped. Yeah. Yes. Good segue <laughs> there. Good segue. I like it. Um, but yes. And I, I do agree. Like I think, for so long, I was so wrapped up on fucking fight. Like, I'll be, you know, I'll help people wake up. Mm. And the thing is, they're just not going to, man. They're just, they're not, they're, they're going to wake up. If they wake up, they're going to wake up in their own time. Bro, that was honestly when I, like the, you know how I got into the whole um, spiritual aspect. The, the last podcast, I was literally all spiritual. That was, yeah. You know how it was. Um, when I first discovered that I wasn't my thoughts or emotions, I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, I literally remember like, calling people being like bro this is fucking insane like the the internal liberation that i felt i wanted everyone to feel it you know i wanted that freedom i want everyone to have that freedom but um and again i was flooding my social medias and stuff and again i was losing followers and stuff and i I personally don't give a fuck about that i'm just like the people who are um i think if you're authentic with everything you do you will attract individuals who are aligned with your authentic self yeah whereas some people on social media they portray themselves to be something they're not and then 
you know, they're 100%, you'll still attract individuals, but they're aligned with this, um, this front that you've portrayed. And so when you actually meet up with these people in real life or when you actually form a meaningful connection, it crumbles because it's not real. And the front, the facade always falls. That's why I like, genuinely, 100%. I'm a massive advocate, advocate on authenticity. And I don't care if it makes me lose fucking followers or friends or whatever, because I will always be known for being real and true to who I am. You know, yeah. I hate that front bullshit, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking name drop a few. Um, <laughs> I won't. Um, but yeah, I 100% agree. And I think, I think that is what is missing from today's society on, on a huge scale is mm. that authenticity. And with things like TikTok and I see things that people post that I know personally that they post on TikTok and mm. I'm thinking, that, oh, cunt, that ain't you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like that ain't you yeah. at all. Like what are you doing? Mm. Like uh, to be honest, I stay away from TikTok. I have, a, I have a TikTok for fucking speak free and I just put up snippets. That's all I put yeah, up. Yeah. Hopefully one goes viral soon, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Allah, if you're up there. Um, <laughs> but fucking, um, yeah, some of the shit I see and I'm just thinking, fuck, man, like people are so, and I think it becomes with, with that reward thing as well, right? Mm. And I think it, it it's it's like a drug, you know? Oh, fucking attention, bro. And yeah, they get, a, one video blows up and they think, fuck, man, I got to do that again. And, and they'll do anything. They'll jump on every trend. They'll research trends. They'll research what's popping at the moment on fucking TikTok. And the like, shit gets to their fucking heads, man. Like, oh, big time. Have you, like, any, ever I've seen met people with a good following on TikTok who mm. I knew prior, mm. who are cunts now. Yeah, it's just like, just chill, bro. Be, yeah. Like, be humbled. Like, this bullshit of like, you know, oh, I've got couple hundred thousand things on TikTok and or you have to book in to say like, fuck off God. like yeah. whatever like I, I commend like I'm I'm happy for you for your success genuinely anyone who experiences success I'm very happy for you but do not think that you're better than anyone fucking else we've all experienced the success you know in, in each element of our life yeah but it doesn't mean you, you're better than anyone it just means you know you've taken the opportunities that have been presented to you yeah and I mean and, major- and let's be real TikTok Successful of fucking talentless cunts, basically. Um, <laughs> like, I'll put that out there, man. I mean, doing a dance, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, you did a dance that 50, other million, 50 million other people did. Mm. Well done. You always went viral. Cool. What do you have to show for it? Yeah, like, yeah. Other than likes and comments I think and t- followers. It is, a, um, it is a platform that can be used for mass impact. Like I'm going to... And I, I don't want to shit on TikTok too much. There's a lot on there that I fucking love yeah, as well. Yeah. A lot on there that I love. And I think people use it for, for good as well. It's mm. a great marketing tool as well. I think it's a fantastic fucking marketing tool yeah. for business. Um, and I think a lot of the content that I see on it, even if it's just funny, it gives me a laugh, whatever. So yeah. I talk shit, but... Let's be real. When I go on TikTok, I'm on there for fucking three hours. <laughs> well, the good thing, good thing about TikTok is um, the the reach aspect of it. So with Insta and Facebook and Snapchat and whatever social you use to sort of put stuff up on, you you can only reach your organic, yeah. which means the people you're friends with them, whatever. But with TikTok, you get thrown into this thing of like um, the For You page, yeah. which is fucking insane. And yeah, if you want to be, you know, you do your dances and stuff, that's cool. Do whatever you want. But if you actually want to make a positive impact, in my case, I genuinely am going to start getting us, honestly, in all honesty, I should have started two years ago, but whatever, let's work with what we got. Um, <laughs> you can impact so many more people 
you know, and that's genuinely the next step in my content game. Like I've, I'm not going to say I've mastered writing, but I've gotten very good at writing and the blog posts and stuff I've been doing. And now I want to move to the visual because um, I think that's, I, like the writing's good, but I think in terms of the attention span and who I'm actually targeting in terms of the demographic, they're not really people that are going to sit there and read through a fucking really long thing that I write. Even though if, if you read it, you'd get a lot of value, but I think they're also going to respond um, better to like a video of me talking with subtitles and music in the background and a bit more stimulating so yeah. they can stay engaged. Yeah. And... I mean, that's where the world's gone now, hasn't it? Like, everything is visual, you know? Insta's um, like TikTok now. Twi- oh. Twitter's like TikTok. Well, they all copied. They had to, you okay. know, to stay relevant. Snapchat, you know? same. It's fucking yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they had, yeah, they had to, um, you know, they, they have to adapt. But I think, yeah, I don't think anything right now in terms of, like, snippet content and quick content in terms of videos, mm. nothing will beat TikTok. No, in terms of that, it's like it's it. just, it's absolutely massive. It's fucking mammoth. Like it's, it's pretty fucking bad for your um, mental health, to be honest. TikTok too, especially I've, the whole. I've, I've found that like I'll watch some, a lot of stuff, and some of the stuff I'm just like, wow, man, this world is fucking insane. Mm. And just the fact that like in in no point ever in history have we ever experienced something where we, you know, this is like we. Watching one video, boom, next video. You're in a completely different scene. Next video. Completely. How, how do you think that is doing? What Do you think that's doing good things to your brain? Yeah. Fuck no. It's throwing the absolute shit out of your dopamine receptors, draining your natural dopamine levels. You know, people spend all day on TikTok and social media and this and that and then wonder why they have no drive, you know, like no drive, ambition, um, or like fucking like general happiness. You, you, you've drained your shit like the whole yeah. day, you know. That's another big thing too that RVG Coaching is going to focus on in um, one of our programs is dopamine and like actually optimizing your lifestyle to just make sure that you're not draining your dopamine on all this bullshit and your environment, like your house and stuff, like this self-development stuff and like becoming the best version of yourself goes so much deeper than what people think. It's not just like think positive. It's like, no, there's so many levels. And that's interesting, like, you talked about, like, your house and that. Like, mm. is, do you mean, like, decluttering and things like that, or... You've, you've never been to mine? I, I've never I've never been to yours, actually. <laughs> the, um, if you ask anyone who's been to my house, it is like, it's been compared to a, um, a temple or a classroom. <laughs> like, it's very, I've got, you know, my main office area, and then I've got two massive whiteboards behind me, and then, like, I've got quotes everywhere, and I actually don't have a lounge, which is... You know, people might, some people might call that extreme, whatever, but I just, I find a lounge. If I, when I used to have a lounge, I used to sit down a lot and like play on my phone a lot. So I saw that and I was like, ladies, that's going. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that, that's how dedicated I am to this stuff. It's like, if there's anything hindering my growth, it's gone. That's yeah, geez. I fucking love a good couch. <laughs> <laughs> no, so do I, but. There's a casting couch right behind you. Oh, let's go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Even with, um, big thing too, environmental design with food. A lot of, I've literally had so many people be like, fuck bro, you eat so healthy. Like, how do you, how do you stick to this? I stick to it because it's the only thing in my house. I don't have a pack of gummy worms and chocolate fucking twiddly fingers or whatever the fuck all that bullshit is. Like, <laughs> I, I, don't have, I don't have any of this shit in my house. I have my chicken. I have my rice. I, you know, I have all the stuff that's in my diet and that's it. Yeah. If I want a treat... I literally have to drive to the shops and get it. And I, there's no chance of me fucking doing that. Yeah. By the time you get in your car, you're like, I don't even want this fucking yeah. bullshit wafer fingers or some yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, is it even worth it? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that's, um, that's interesting you say that. What 
obviously in the Hawkesbury, it's not as as prevalent as you know. I live in Granville now during the week, and fuck me, man, like. Yeah, how hard. I just started on light and easy, and, and I'm going pretty well, I mm. must say. I'm pretty happy. I've already lost a few kgs. Um, but, you know, like the struggle, the fucking struggle, because I'm so close to everything, mm. not only is it a close drive, but I if I don't even want to leave the house, I just get Uber Eats or Menu Log or Deliveroo or fucking DoorDash or mm. fucking there's so many now. And I have to really talk myself out of it sometimes. Yeah. Um, which lately I've been good at, but fucking before that, man, before I decided, no, enough's enough going on light and easy again. Fuck, man, I was getting like a heart attack in a box of fucking every two days. Kind yeah. Of like. it's, it's funny you say that because I, um, I was having a conversation with a friend quite literally just before this podcast. And, um, you know, he was talking about um, himself giving into like, specific temptations and stuff i'm not going to go into it or names or anything but he's like he's like you know i've been giving into these temptations and it's pretty hard to stay away from and i said you need to change the way you perceive yourself again i talk about this in the programs and stuff with rvg coaching but we act in direct accordance with who we think we are so in terms of like that situation with the whole uber eats thing if i was a coach and i was approaching this firstly I would change your self-perception and your perceived identity. So someone who sees themselves as an individual who eats fast food all the time will continue to do that. But for example, I literally, in I have a sheet of like affirmations that I read. One of the affirmations is quite literally, and people call this extreme or whatever, but it literally, one of the affirmations says, I do not eat any unhealthy foods. I only eat whole organic healthy food. Um, unhealthy foods sicken me or something along the lines of that. And quite literally, you say that to yourself every day, twice a day, and you you build a strong like um, mental um, mental point on that. Like people offer you food and that's like the thing in your head of like, I don't want that shit. That's not the sort of person I am because we, you know, we act how who we think we are. Yeah. With who we think we are, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting because I probably... It's probably a mixture of laziness and also just really fucking... Like, Granville, I mean, seriously. Don't really like the area, but fuck, they got good kebabs, can't mm. <laughs> Really good. And But I think it was, yeah, it's more so laziness and the fact it's, like, it's accessible... Um, so accessible. Like, mm. it literally gets dropped at your fucking door. Yeah. Like, how, you can't get any more accessible than that. Um, but for me, I think it is, like... Uh, and I think I got in that rut of... I'm going to really enjoy this. But mm. then afterwards you're like, what the fuck? Like just sort of getting, I could have literally just feel it's just to be full. Like that was, the, oh, that was the end goal was to be full. I'm hungry. Just like, um, like, so why not fill myself up with something good? Like at the end, like, you know, look, I'm not saying just eat healthy food. Don't eat fucking anything mm. nice. Like uh, I do light and easy Monday to Friday. Yeah. Weekends. I like to, you know, if someone invites me out for dinner, I want to be able to go and eat what I want yeah, yeah, and not fair. fucking worry, you know? Um, but there's definitely been a big mindset change probably the last couple of weeks or three weeks for me that I've gone, you know what, that's, yeah, you've taken it too far when it comes to that sort of shit now. Mm. Like it's time to, it's time to get back on the healthy train. And I think I was probably at my most happiest when I lost 20 kilos in, in 2020. Yeah. And, one one yeah. of my big things is um, purpose over pleasure. So that, that's honestly like one of my main mantras and that ties into like everything, like from literally like doing stupid shit to eating foods you know are bad for you, like everything. Like anytime I, you know, have a thing of like, oh, you know, Mad Max would probably taste better than the chicken and rice that I'm about to eat with broccoli, but I'm not eating for purpose. I'm not eating for pleasure. I'm eating for purpose. Like there's a reason I'm eating these foods. It makes me look a certain way. It makes me feel amazing. That's the thing too. Like a lot of people with the whole like eating and stuff, um, 
they eat this food and they're like, oh, what the fuck would I eat that food? It t- looks like shit, tastes like shit. I'm just like, okay, bro, like that's cool, but this food will, you know, you eat you eat a specific way and you eat whole organic foods and whatnot. You not only do you look a lot better, your skin starts to glow, your your physique, or you know, if you do it the right way, if you have a it's calories in, calories out type thing, but. Like, just the f- what you feel, like your energy. You know how you feel after you eat Macca's? You don't feel good because yeah. you just ate ultra-processed bullshit. But you eat a, you know, organic grass-fed steak with fucking, um, you know, just a really, really healthy meal. I'm yeah. not, not fucking out here trying to be Jamie Oliver. Yeah. But, <laughs> but... um, With a red la- red wine Jew and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 15 Gs of yeah. garlic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, eat good, uh, no, look good, feel good. True. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with you there. Like, I think, um, you know, I'm obviously not a pillar of fucking good health. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're getting there. But yeah, but, uh, but I already feel better. I yeah. feel the changes already. And yeah, I definitely... I have more energy throughout the week now. I'm waking up earlier. Yeah. I've actually been getting to work like half an hour early, like which is just I don't which know can why. I just say is phenomenal. When you you know when you turn up and you're early somewhere, I know. I like sometimes get there before the boss, and he's meant to start at eight. Sometimes mm. he rocks up at like eight fifteen. I'm like, brother, I've been here for fifteen minutes. Where are you been? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I think I think that is obviously a huge. You know, it's a work in progress. Like for for you know, everyone who's either struggled with under eating or overeating or whatever, you know, it takes a long time to change those. It's quite know, literally, it is, they're, they're quite literally like, um, not only just, it's not only just a choice, it's quite literally like belief systems yeah. and like the self-perception, all this shit. Like that is why, like I, um, I say to people, like, it's not just about, like, it's not just about, you know, oh, I'm going to start, um, I'm going to start eating healthy now. That's it. I'm going to eat healthy. It's like, no, bro. It's like design your environment to help you, change your self-perception, remove all these negative self-limiting beliefs, um, install new self, like positive self-perceptions and um, new belief systems because all this internal stuff, it manifests. Yeah. Like everything external about me and everything that I've done and all this sort of shit, it's all started with the internal. Everything. It's yeah. like that's – you don't just go out and just, you know, do shit and expect it to be perfect. You need to like design it internally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like I probably didn't do that enough in 2020. Um, and I think I became obsessed. I think I became obsessive about losing weight mm. rather than just feeling good. Mm. Um, so that's why this time I'm not, I, I weigh myself, like I weighed myself at the beginning and I just weighed myself like after a week and a half, like I'm not doing it religiously like yeah, I yeah. was, I was weighing myself the same day, the same time every week, you mm. know, to see how much I had lost in that week. And if it wasn't, and be, towards the end when it started to slow down, because it obviously does slow down, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're fucking 120 kilos, obviously, obviously you're going to lose three, four kilos in the first week and three kilos the second mm. week and two kilos the next week. Um, and when it starts to slow down, I started to think like, fuck, you're not fucking, that's not good enough. Can't, that's yeah, not yeah. fucking good enough. Like, what are you doing? And, and I think that's such an unhealthy fucking mindset to me fuck in yeah. Yeah. when it comes to weight loss and, you know, and it's not, it's not attainable. Like it's not, um, it's not sustainable. Sorry. Coming it's from not, a place of like, um, sort of like self-hatred, just like, you know, like that's not good enough. That bullshit in comparison yeah. to being come from a place of self-love. I always say to, um, cause I'm a PT qualified, um, as well. So I say to, you know, my clients, the goal, like in comparison, if they wanted to, um, if they wanted to stop smoking or whatever, the goal isn't to stop smoking. The goal is to become a non-smoker. Yeah. All change comes from identity shift. And also it's a lifestyle, man. Like 
I'm I'm not too yeah like yeah I do programs that are like six week eight week twelve week programs whatever but that in in my honest opinion that is just to get them in the rhythm of something yeah they'll get fucking great results sure but they're just gonna plummet back to how they originally were if they don't adopt the lifestyle and the mentality of a healthy individual yeah so it's also like you know. Sure, like, yeah, the scales might be slowing down a little bit, but, man, you are in this for the long run. This is a, like, 80-year process. I plan on eating healthy and lifting and training and stuff until I'm literally dead. I don't – I'm not, like, oh, once I get this physique, that's it. Yeah. So I'm in this for life, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and I think, yeah, maybe that's probably was my problem too. I think I, I looked too much into it as, like, the goal, mm. the goal weight, and it's like I didn't think about what happened after that. Yeah, yeah. Know? It was like, oh. I reached it now. Sweet. Should be identity like, and like lifestyle shift. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I think I'm doing it in a much healthier way this mm. time, um, which is good. Like I was obsessive over, like I wouldn't touch anything outside of yeah, like yeah. easy, but I was also doing the full seven day breakfast, lunch, dinner. So I didn't need to eat anything yeah. else. Which like, um, let's be real. That is very unsustainable. Yeah. And then when I did do it, and when I did splurge and go out for dinner or something, I felt like, I actually felt guilty, mm. you know, like I bought this food, like, and now I'm not going to eat it. Like that was for that day. Yeah, and now yeah. I've gone out and fucking gone, got a pub feed and mm. like, and then I'd be like, fuck, that's an extra, you know, 500, 600 calories. You know, I got to go on the fucking, I got to do an extra gym session tomorrow. Yeah, like, I gotta go, you know, and it's like that mindset is not like, fucking good. That's the, not good. I think what's the term is it? Uh, orthorexia. When you're like hyper obsessed about healthy eating, yeah, that's you know I, I want to get into that. I was um I think that's what I got to. Yeah, and I think that's probably why I've put on the weight again. I literally, when it. I was young, when I was doing boxing, I struggled with orthorexia. I, I used to think it was anorexia until I actually understood the terms <laughs> a bit more. Um, but orthorexia was like hyper obsession with healthy eating. It got to the point where like um when I used to live with my dad, you know I was eating food and I would cut like cut the fat off the steak and I would only eat like the healthiest of foods and literally if I ate a little bit of fat, I would fucking like and this is so fucked up now that I look back on it but you learn from your experiences. I would actually like punish myself and I'd be like okay it's time, you know you got to go a ten kilometer run because you ate that and I would I'd would hit those runs man and I'd I was always like, you know you ate that now you fucking you got to pay the price. And I look back, I'm like, you were, you were in such a bad place. You thought you were doing good. Yeah. And I actually had like an image of myself. I remember looking in the mirror and I was like, I'm, um, I'm extremely like, I thought I was like fat. I thought I was chubby. And I look back on my pictures and I was like, I wasn't anorexic, but fuck, I was so skinny. My, my, I had no muscle to me, you know, I was cause I was running so much and I was eating so little and it's just in a very bad mental place. Yeah. And now I look back on that. I'm just like, shit. And now that also helps me understand the um, mental illness type aspects of things of like you, like from the outside, yeah, you can see that this person and addictions and like everything, you can see that this is clearly th what this individual is doing isn't right, but they can't see that. Yeah. What they're experiencing from their perspective is, is normal. They yeah. think they're fat. They think that they're, what their addiction they're engaging in, they don't think it's that bad, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting because I think people can forget that. I think it's so easy to forget that. Um, you know, for instance, there was, you know, I'm not going to name names, but there was a wedding I was at and one of the bridesmaids made it clear that she felt like she was fat, right? She really? looked fat in that dress. She was fat, 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 blah, blah, right? All this shit. And there was another girl in the bridesmaids group who is a bigger girl than mm. this girl who's calling herself fat. And I'm thinking, how fucking dare you? Like at the time, how fucking dare you say that? Obviously... This 
girl is going to feel like shit mm. if you're saying you're fat and you're fucking pretty hot. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got a good body. Like, you are pretty fit compared to other people within yeah. the vicinity of which you're saying this. Like, mm. and, but it doesn't matter to them because in their head, they are fat. It's they their are reality, too fat. Yeah. And that, that's their reality. Which is you know? literally like that, that's a thing that, um, really blew my mind when I first understood it. Like my, like the, the mind creates the reality. That is, that bl- blew my fucking mind. Like you can design your mind in a specific way to have a specific reality. Mine and your realities, even though we're in the exact same room right now, it is completely different. Yeah. Your perception of me, my perception of you, your perception of this shit, everything. It's crazy. And the thoughts we're having, the emotions we're experiencing, everything is completely separate. And it's like, oh, so the, the, sometimes that makes me feel so alone when someone puts alone, it down like but that. You get, you get deeper into it on the more spiritual aspect and beyond the neurosis, beyond the thoughts and emotions and perceptions and this and that, like to the level of awareness, we are the exact same. Yeah. We are that energy or the consciousness that is perceiving these things. So on, on the deepest level, we are the exact same thing inhabiting <laughs> this getting real spiritual, but inhabiting different physical bodies. And that's, that, that's a worldview that I've, um, adopted to help me connect with others on a really deep level. Because when I talk to you, I'm talking to me in a different form. You know what I mean? Just get the phone call. Let me just turn Got it. A f- <laughs> it's all right. My mum's called me on on before while I was filming, and I'm like, bitch, you knew I was doing a podcast. Mm. Um, dumb cunt. Um, <laughs> I love you, mum. I'm only kidding. You're the best. Um, <laughs> um, so with, I wanted to talk a bit about, obviously, the RVG brand. Yeah. And the expansion of that, um, obviously, it's it's separate to to your photography business, yeah. Um, just under the same name, but it, do you have like is your goal to have it all under like an uh, sorry, a parent company, I guess, um, being RVG, and then you have off, or is it just two separate businesses, and that's how you want? Yeah, so it? I've definitely thought about that. Um, on the sort of legal side of things, I don't know if I should go too into this, um, but it'll pretty much be like RVG Enterprises and then the franchises coming off it yeah. type thing. Um, but yeah, there's RVG Media, obviously, RVG Coaching. I don't intend to make any more. I think if you spread yourself too thin, you can't get anything done. I agree. I don't want to be a fucking generalist at all. That is not my game. Yeah. I want to be a specialist. Like, I... I'm yeah, trying to be like Jim's. Jim's. Yeah, rowing. exactly. I'm not. I'm not trying to have fucking twelve companies going on. I'm trying to be the best at fucking two. Yeah. You know, um, RVG Media is doing honestly really well. Like since I remember the last time I was speaking, we started speaking about RVG Media. So the end goal is weddings. Yeah. We now have literally have like four weddings booked in. Yeah. Awesome. Photography, videography, all that stuff. So that's yeah. that's going really well, and that's sort of at the point where I want to where I want it to be. Yeah. And now well, I, I can. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? As a photographer, for the you know. for the photographer, yeah, yeah. Weddings are, you know, that's yeah. where money is, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like money, yeah, but also like um, impact. Like I actually, it is, and it's you know what? I, I've only photographed one wedding, mm. but what a spe- it's such a special thing to be a part of, you know, 100%. like, and to be in charge of that. It's pressure. It's it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I must say, um, I've definitely felt the pressure, um, but afterwards you feel fucking elated. Like it's 100. like. And you look back and once you, you're kind of nervous, it's kind of a nerve, a nervous anticipation of actually looking at the photos and looking yeah. at it and then you edit them and everything and you're like, wow, fuck, but I did if, a good job. Even with that, like them nerves, like I think nerves are, nerves are good. They're, they're very natural. But like my first, um, my first birthday party with RVG Media, do you know how fucking nervous I was? I was like, oh my fucking God, I hope I don't fuck this up. I was going through my list 10 times. I was in my car like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? What am I, you know? And now like shooting, I think I've shot like over 250, like just birthday parties with RVG Media. 
Um, and now it's just so natural to me. I'll just rock up, do it, fucking kill it. Like nearly every time I do a f- like absolute 10 out of 10 job, like customer service, like everything's like, it's just like automated now. Yeah. Same thing with my first, like when I took on my first coaching client, I was like, oh, fuck it. You know, it's a bit of like imposter syndrome. I think like, oh, cause you don't have that personal experience yet. That is true. And you know what? And I feel that on a deep level, mm. hey, that, it, that imposter syndrome, like for doing the first podcast, doing, you know, my first on-screen acting fucking, you know, mm. um, project at NIDA, you know, things like this. It's like, can I even do this? Like, am I even fucking, what the fuck am I doing here? Exactly. Like, is this even me? Or do I just look like, am I just trying to be someone that's fucking 100%. done this? You do you know? know a really good quote? It goes, success breeds confidence and confidence breeds success. With the, like, you know, one of the reasons that I've been so confident in launching into this RVG coaching is because of RVG Media. It's not my first fucking rodeo with building a business. I know this shit now. Like, obviously, I don't know fucking everything. I'm not. I'm not a business coach, but um, it's like I've I've done this shit before. I've dealt with clients. I've dealt with people. I've dealt with objections and all this fucking business related shit. So coming into this, I'm a different fucking animal in comparison to the boy. Quite literally, boy. I was, I was sitting. I was 17 or 16 years old when I launched RVG Media. It's a different animal, and I'm just like. I am like so much more confident in this and that's why it's picking up a lot quicker than RVG Media did initially. Yeah. Because I'm coming in with confidence and like I know how to deal with people a lot better now. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably know how to market yourself better too. Like I think Mm. that's obviously a massive part of business um, is marketing yourself. Someone could have the greatest product in the world and if they don't market well, no one's going to fucking buy it. I know photographers that are phenomenal. They are quite literally Picassos at their work. Like they are really good but they lack social confidence. They care too much about what other people think and they just don't put out there what they do. Anyone goes on my social media, they will see my page is flooded with my shit. I'm my own biggest supporter. It's like, you have to be, you can't, yeah. you hide your product. Don't expect to get customers. Yeah. You meet, bro, I meet people in the, let's start training at atmosphere. I've been hitting the sauna a bit. Every person I talk to in the sauna, the question pops up, what do you do? You know, I'm a mindset and lifestyle coach. I run a media company, this and that. They're like, really shit. Can I get your contact? Boom. Networking, bro. You're building your business. Yeah. And, and that's the, yeah. And I I think that's where me and you are quite similar in that aspect of like, you just got to talk to people. You got to network, just man. Talk to that people. is the and, key. You know, every there's an opportunity fucking everywhere. 100. You know, everywhere. Shoot your shot is what I say. Like 100. to anyone, the literally the worst that can happen is they tell you to get fucked. Like <laughs> so bad. It is what it is. Cool. See exactly. ya. <laughs> You're like, um, I I think people underestimate how much impact one person can have. For example, I met. Um, I went to a. Uh, like a BNI thing. It's like a business networking event. I went there. I met one lady, right? She goes, oh, you know, you do um, like photography and videography. I said, yeah, this is before RVG coaching was a thing. And then she's like, oh, can I grab your number? I said, sure thing. A few days later, get a message, wake up. Oh, you're available this Saturday. Sure am. It was like Hawkesbury Business Awards, like some event night thing. I went there, bro. I met quite literally, I think it was like, how many, I don't even know how many people were there, but I think it was like a thousand people there or something. Yeah, it's a big All, awards, all local Hawkesbury events. Man, I was a marketing <laughs> machine in that place. Yeah. Like I was taking, obviously I was doing my job as a photographer, taking pictures and making sure all that was good too. But everyone I met, hey bro, this is my card. The photos will be here. You know, if you ever need anything, hit me up. Bro, do you know how much business I got from that? Yeah, like, oh man, you would have got heaps. That's what I mean. Like even, even if I did that event for free, which I wouldn't do, <laughs> but um. Yeah, even if I did that event for free, the uh, byproduct of that event and the networking that I did is worth thousands. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's awesome. Like, um, 
And I think that's uh, what, what was the quote before you said? Confidence builds success. Uh, yeah, Confi- uh, confidence success builds success. Conf- yeah. it can go both ways, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it a hundred percent. I think it is all about you know, as Ocean Alley said, it's all about confidence, baby. And <laughs> honestly, you need to you, you need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in your products. If you don't do that, no one else fucking will. Yeah. If I was coming on here and being like. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I could do the coaching gig. You think anyone's gonna fucking want me as a coach? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. And like, <laughs> no, honestly, even with the photography, you teach me to be a bitch. No. Yeah. <laughs> even with the photography, imagine if I was walking around the gig being like, "You guys want a photo?" Yeah. No one's gonna want this. Shit. Yeah. Fuck off. Like this, int- like introverted individual. Like that's another thing. Photography. Fuck, you have to be extroverted. Uh, you that's do. why you're good at it. Yeah. And yeah. like same as me. Like I'm good at it because I can I can go into a crowd of. 150 people that have never met and be like, yo, what's a photo? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I fucking love it. Like, um, I think I really like, um, live music events. Like mm. I've got, I'm shooting, um, you know, my mate Billy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's got his first ever gig next Saturday oh, really? night. So I'm shooting that for him. Okay. I'm so excited. Like I love shooting live music. Mostly because of the access you get. Yeah. And I love, I love, yeah, I love access. Like, and I love going backstage. I love seeing things like seeing things that other people don't get to see. Um, and that's what really excites me. And even though there's not as much money in like live music photography, I would love to do that full time. Mm. Like fucking love it. I'd love to go on a tour with someone. The amount of people you'd meet, especially if it's like an international tour, the Mm. amount of people you'd meet, is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Get paid to travel. Um, and yeah, like that's, you know, obviously once Billy blows up and, and goes fucking global, Mm. (laughs) which I think he honestly, his music's so good. Um, that I I would love to be like, I would love to go on tour with him. Yeah. And obviously he'd fucking hire me. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, fuck no. Um, but yeah, but, uh, but also in then relation to that, it's like, but with that, the one thing you sort of are missing, even though you're, you know, you're talking to the artists and stuff, which is, which is cool. Um, but it's not as much people oriented as going to a party or doing a yeah, wedding yeah. or that, which I really enjoy that social aspect of it too. And, you know, you have to be fun. You have to be up. You have to, you know, yeah. you have to get them doing, you know. And you have to, this is something that I've like, you learn a lot. You learn, There's so many things you learn from certain experiences. You never think you will. I've learned so, learned so much about human psychology and the different archetypes of people and all this sort of thing through event photography. It's insane. I've learned like, there are certain types of people that you can't speak to a certain way. You know, like if you, there's a big difference in if I'm shooting a corporate event in Sydney and everyone's wearing suits and, you know, really nice dresses in comparison to if I'm shooting a, a backyard party in Mount Druitt. You know, there's very different types of people. You have to approach them very differently. Yeah. You can't, you can't be the exact same with each. And this isn't saying be a fake person. Still authentic, but understand that you need to slightly alter the way you present yourself. Yeah. And I think it's important to, you know, authenticity doesn't mean you're the 100% of yourself 100% of the time. You know, I feel like we can all be different things to different people at all different times, you know, and different people bring out different versions of us. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And, and we all have different versions of Mm. ourselves, which are authentic, just as authentic as, as the other. Like, I don't think it's when you're, 
twisting, like saying, you know, I'm for this. And then to the next yeah, person yeah. you're saying you're against it, you, you're a wanker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and I get a hundred percent, like depending on what event it is, the people you're interacting with, you know, it's the same as like being at work compared to being out of the pub. With exactly. Mates, yeah. You know, you're like, not going to, you're going to be like, yeah, yeah. you're not going to be like, what up cats? Like at work, you know, not, well, to be honest, my work, you are um they're fucking mental um i love them <laughs> but um but yeah but you you sort of rest- not restrict but you just um you give you know your more professional version of yourself 100%. and then or if you're at something you know like a big you know an 18th party you're going to give your fucking fun version of yourself exactly because if the- you if you portray this big corporate version of yourself at the 18th party they're going to be like what the fuck is wrong yeah, with this guy this he's boring yeah, man. he's a wanker bro yeah. <laughs> you got to you got to um Adapt. You got to be adaptable, and I think that's actually a skill, like a a really good skill or trait to have as a successful individual, especially as like uh, an individual who's like a little bit entrepreneurial. I would say I'm a fucking entrepreneurial. One hundred percent. It sells. You, 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 need, you to, need to relate. You need to be able to like, um, like okay, well, right now I'm going to go shoot a party, and then I've got a coaching call. It's like you have to be a slightly different version of yourself. You're a photographer here. You're a fucking coach here, bro. Like, yeah. you got to be able to differentiate. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And like, this isn't so much. What's that movie where that cunt has nine, nine personalities? Oh, fucking... What's his name? He's bold. Oh, God. What movie is that? It's part of the, like, the glass... Anyway, um, but you get series. the... Yes. The motherfucker's like... When he's like Patricia and shit. Yeah, he's like, yeah. what's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, God. I know a few people who actually have full different personalities around, mm. depending on who they're around. I was actually, was, um, I, was I not saying this to you before this podcast? We were having a conversation and I said, there's certain individuals who, people pleasing in particular, um, they they will agree with whoever they're talking to and they're just, they want to people please so much and they want to be accepted so much, they will literally throw other people under the bus that they're friends with in front of this person to gain the approval and acceptance of them. But it's, it is a short-term game because their social structure falls falls out from underneath them. When people start to realise, this motherfucker is a chameleon. He's yeah, like a, and they're left with no identity. Exactly, yeah. They no don't even identity. know who the fuck they are. Yeah. Whereas if you're just authentically you and you're this like similar or same person to every single person you're with, you know who you are. If people don't like it, ladies, brother, it's yeah. cool. Like, I'll show you the door. I'll literally show you the door. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I um, I try not to surround myself with with anyone like that now, and I feel very at at peace with who's in my close circle. Mm. Obviously, there's other people who I will say hello to and shit yeah, yeah. out in out in public, and you know when I'm fucked up on a Saturday night at the Royal, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to everyone, but but um. But I certainly wouldn't trust them with, you know, the way I trust my close circle, mm. you know. Um, I want to, uh, we'll, we'll sort of wrap up, but I want you to be able to um, just tell people uh, exactly what you offer with RVG Coaching. Yep. Um, give them, you know, price point if you want, what they get for it. Um, yeah, take it away. Cool. Okay, so... Should I look at the camera? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I was just fucking talking to you. It's <laughs> yeah. all good. Yeah, so RVG Coaching, obviously we're like a self-development coaching business. Pretty much come to us if you are struggling with, you know, your mental health, if you need help overcoming um, trauma, if you want help building good habits, physical development, like in all honesty, like I'm a uh, qualified PT, NTT, um, neurotransformation therapist. I'm a mindset coach. Like we're pretty pretty well um, rounded on the whole spectrum of things. At the moment, I'm offering online one-on-one coaching. So that involves a couple of programs. 
I've got an internal breakthrough program, which is like the mindset program. And that pretty much has, has like four or five phases to it. Pretty much first phase is like awaken. That's where I teach you how to, um, understand your true nature, which is awareness, develop a really good, really healthy relationship to your thoughts and emotions, all that sort of thing. Um, and then the second phase is like the healing phase type thing. That's when we sort of go through any events that may have caused you any trauma. We bring up that trauma. Um, we heal it. We use timeline transformation therapy, which I'm also qualified in. And that is basically, I'm not going to go into the whole procedure here, but it's, it's, a, it's a tool, uh, a practice that we use to remove negative emotions from specific traumatic events and also shift your perception of, the, of those events from negative to positive using things such as extracting certain teachings from that and um, understanding that you, you, know, you wouldn't be who you are without those experiences, whatever. Um, yeah, so in the healing phase, we heal all trauma, remove all self-limiting beliefs, all negative emotions, all this sort of shit, all negative self-perceptions. We really get you to a blank state like a clean slate, just remove all that bullshit that's holding you back. And people don't understand how much this shit holds them back until they bring it up. I worked with a client recently who thought he, you know, he's like, oh, I'm fine, man. He's like, I'll jump on the call with you, but there's nothing for me to deal with. We jumped on the call. I had a list, like three pages long of stuff that we need to work on. And I said to him, I said, brother, I said, this is what I found out. This is what's come up in this session. I said, it's completely up to you. If you want to move ahead and like go ahead with this coaching, I can, I'm very confident that we can clear all this stuff from you. But if you don't, completely fine. And he said, bro, he's like, please. <laughs> we started working together. And even from the first session, we cleared. Um, so the five main negative emotions are, I think, anger, sadness, hurt, guilt. And what is the other one? There's one more. Anyway, whatever it is, I've got it written down. I'm not a fucking supercomputer. But um, yeah, we, we, we removed all the negative emotions of guilt from his past. He grew up with a lot of... Uh, trauma and like a perception that he was responsible for certain aspects of other people. And we cleared all that. And man, I have uh, like, he, he, he wanted to send me a testimonial. He's like, bro, he's like, you've helped me so fucking much. He says he feels physically lighter. His cognitive function has been enhanced significantly. All this stuff, just from this one session, he goes, you've changed my fucking life. And I literally said to him, I said, bro, we are just getting started. That is one emotion out of five. We haven't even touched on self-limiting beliefs, self-perceptions. I'm like, I'm about to fucking change your entire life experience, which is massive for me. Like I love, one of my top values is contr like contribution, love making change and like positive change, obviously. So yeah, we have the mindset program. The second, <laughs> I'm going to piece of paper here, tell me. The second phase is the healing one. And that's pretty much where we go through all that stuff. And then we touch on also resistance to what is and how that can also cause suffering. And then pretty much when we've removed all this stuff and you're at a really, really good state, but you just clean slate. Then we go into this thing, which is like reprogramming the subconscious mind. And that's all about, you know, affirmations, changing your self-perception, um, changing like reinstalling new belief systems that fucking serve you people don't understand how powerful belief systems are everything that i am is due to my belief systems and all that is changeable so yeah there, there's a lot of stuff to be um really taken in with these programs and then the fourth phase is the which is fourth phase is yeah so that's still programming we pretty much just will touch on goals a little bit too because logo therapy you ever heard of that no Logotherapy is a, I think it's a subcategory of psychology, which deals with like, it's, it just highlights the importance of having a purpose in this life and sort of uh, avoiding like existential crisis. 
So I will, I'm definitely going to be incorporating goal setting in my programs because I think uh, a person with a vision and a goal is a person who has that purpose and they're, a, they're in a lot better place in comparison to someone who is just floating through life doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Okay, so that's the that's the mindset program. And then I also have another program, which is lifestyle optimization program. And this pretty much, you know, we're going to talk on things like... Just like creating daily habits that support your desired trajectory, um, accountability systems, environmental design, uh, dopamine, things that you can do to sort of ensure your dopamine stays at good levels, fucking all this stuff. Like we will touch a little bit in uh, physical training and like um, uh, like meal recommendations and stuff, like diet recommendations. But then, um, yeah, if you want to go even deeper with me, we also offer the physical development program, which will be like obviously physical training, diet, all that sort of stuff. I'm really offering everything that I have possibly ever fucking learned. I want to give to other people. I want to provide as much value as I possibly can. And like I genuinely just want to be, I want to be able to make massive change on people's lives. I want someone to come to me and be like, bro, my life is a fucking mess. Like nothing's going right. Can you please help me? I say, fucking oath, okay, man. Let's go. Let's work together. Um, the first uh, consultation call or identity call, whatever you want to call it, that's free, completely free. You can jump on a call with me for 30 minutes. We chat about everything. Oh, it's like an awareness session. I'll bring up to the potential clients. I'll say, listen, these are the things that are holding you back. Like, where do you want to be? Um, sorry, where are you at? Where do you want to be? This is the things that are holding you back. Even if you just jump on that session with me and you don't ever want to buy any programs, completely fine. I've still made a change because you are now aware of what's holding you back. You can look into that stuff yourself and, you know, um, remove it yourself if you, if you know how. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't recommend fucking around with things you don't sort of know. It's pretty <laughs> intrinsic stuff. But, yeah, so that's what I'm offering. I just want to really be a place and a person that can make massive change on people's lives. So, yeah, if also I want to offer a bit of a promotional thing here. Yeah. Speak free, baby. Um, <laughs> from, so if you mention speak free in the consultation call, if you choose to go ahead with my coaching programs, within three months of this episode being launched, I will give you 10% off the program price, which is a pretty good amount. So, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's the benefit of watching speak free, baby. 100%. There's always, always, uh, always a bit of, Added extra bonus to exactly, uh, to uh, watching this podcast, mate. That's how, yeah. But um, we're uh, we're gonna go to the pub now uh, for a healthy steak and uh, and veggies. Okay. Um, just kidding. I'm probably gonna get a load of schnitzel or something. It's a weekend, baby. <laughs> Fuck light and easy. <laughs> Uh, but no, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having um, me, man. All the best for, uh, obviously, it's 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 cool to me that we've done this, like, you know, just over a year later. Yeah. Um, I'll actually have to look at the date of when we released the, the f first episode. Bro, this, this, this business was honestly, um, like, obviously, I was into self-development from fucking, like, 10. And then, like, ask, there are certain individuals you could ask. I was talking about this stuff fucking like three, four, five years ago. Like brief ideas and there, there are so many different names that I had that were thought about. It was going to be RVG, fucking holistic health and wellness. It was going to be, um, what the fuck else was going to be? RVG. The, the original one was RVG health and fitness. That actually launched. But then there was like, oh, I'm not, I felt like I had more to offer than just physical development. I'm like, yeah, I can be a fucking PT, but how many people are PTs? I want to, no shame to PTs. I fucking, they got a lot of good friends at PTs, love PTs. But it's, it's saturated. It's yeah, and I'm like, I want to be able to offer more than just changing someone's physique because I was actually doing PT for a bit. And, you know, my clients, they were like, oh yeah, like we're getting good for um, good results. I made 
I had a client lose 10 kilos in like four weeks or six weeks or something like that. Um, but he was like depressed and he was still feeling fucked about himself. And I was like, Oh shit. Like this is a, um, this is a discrepancy here. I need to, I want to be able to help that too. So yeah, that's sort of where the, it's been, it's been in the works for a very, very long time. And everyone knows, like I dedicate my life to this shit. I'm very dedicated to learning and building and, um, I'm just very happy it's launched. Keen to make an impact. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. All the best. Thanks, brother. <laughs> and uh, remember, guys, speak free with Matty J. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.